The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Are you a waffler? In this podcast, we're going to talk about the four things you need to know to become an awesome decision maker. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. Hey, everyone. Hello, aloha, and welcome to this episode. Your decisions will feel great when you know this these four things. Yes, this is a good. This is a good one. I yeah, I'm looking forward this to is it. A good one. This is a good pep talk, even for us. Yes, we all need Abs- to be reminded of. Oh my this. gosh! Yes, absolutely. Yes. In fact, yes. I was on Instagram, mm-hmm. and. This great person that I follow put out a call saying, hey, if you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life, tell me. I want to know. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I remember that. Like, like really. Right. So anyways, I told her, oh, my gosh, my decision making abilities need a little bit sharpening, (laughs) need some sharpening here. And she goes, well, I'm waiting. And then since she was waiting, mm-hmm. I replied to her. Okay. And the funny thing is I didn't even listen to her. I gave her three songs. Well, <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Well, see, what I think is funny about those kinds of decisions. I mean, that's, you know, we're, we're just, I'm just making fun, right? Right. Like that's well, not what we're really talking about here. I guess so. I mean, it's not. I mean, to me, those kinds of questions are, that's just a fun way of saying, tell me one of your favorite songs. Yeah. Right. Well, that's just a more creative, fun way of, I don't know. I was like one song for for the the rest rest of of my my life. life. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. All right. So we have to just be upfront here and tell you that this podcast is coming out in a few days Mm -hmm. because this wasn't part of the batch process here Mm -hmm. that we previously did. And so I'm thinking that several of you have just taken our 60-second soul care survey. And with that, we really just want to say thank you. Mahalo, arigato. Yay, thank you so much. Thank you. This is so loud in my ear. Okay, turn it down in your ear. Hold on. Adjusting the volume. All right. All right. Um, 
Yes, thank you so much because, you know, Toast and I, we had actually several ideas for the membership that we are unveiling very shortly, but we... At one point, we just went, you know what? Let's just ask them. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just ask, hey, what do you all want? What would be most helpful for you folks? And what we love is that not only did you folks respond to the survey, but you also added in some notes of other things that you folks would like. And so you folks have really given us some great ideas for bonuses that we can also offer. Um, so thank you for that. And so get ready. Get ready. Because the membership thing, get ready. this experiment that we experiment. are going to be rolling out is incoming. And we have made some some modifications, revisions to the original ideas that Sienna and I had. Yes, we're tweaking. And, and we even... We even have decided to change the name of it. Oh, yes. That's so true. And that, that one's been simmering for a little while, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we decided. We made the decision. Very true, Toast. Okay. I like how you did that. <laughs> Slid it back in there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, All right. Okay, but wait. Do I what? have time to, to talk about the scary thing? Sure, of course. Okay. I'm going to tell them what... I saw, it's not a ghost in our house, <laughs> although... We did see some orbs <laughs> flashing around in the video, although, though. We did take a, take, a, take a video of Bear at night, and all these little things were floating these around. light particles okay. or something. So I guess that's one thing. Yeah. But the second thing that I really wanted to tell, tell you all is, for any of you who like scary things... Scary movies, right? Scary things. movies. Yeah. I just saw a series. Is that called a series? Mm-hmm. It's, it's on Netflix. Okay, it's on Netflix. And it's called The Haunting of Hill House. I don't even see it's that. It's 10 episodes. Okay, it's 10 episodes, so it's not going to take up your whole life. There's not going to be another season that you're going to have to really allow emotional space for. This is just <laughs> one season, 10 episodes. Netflix. And it is fantastic. So here's what I will say, though. I have never seen a scary series. I've seen, like, thrillers, right? Thriller series. Series. Thriller series. But I've never seen a scary series before. So something I do... Scary meaning, like, supernatural scary versus a psychological thriller. Well... I mean, there's some psychological stuff going on here, but just that more that haunted feeling, right? I haven't seen a series like that before. So I do have to tell you that if you decide to watch it and you are a scary movie watcher, a seasoned scary movie watcher, you may be really missing the immediate gratification of the scare. But this series is like the This Is Us of scary, (laughs) like... It's like they the develop- little house on the prairie with scariness. Well, no, not really. <laughs> That's it's what just, they were saying about this is us, develop- right? Like it's little house on the prairie for the modern age. Is that what they said? Yeah, I remember that being a thing when it first came out and people were like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Really? Yeah. Little house on yeah. the prairie. Okay, but anyways, back to <laughs> the scary series. So you might feel like you want 
you know, the quick scare. But no, this is, you're just going to be really rewarded by going through the whole thing. And it's going to take its time developing the char- characters. But there is enough scary in it, in it. But it's a slow scare. Well, because they're not trying to do it in an hour and a half or two hours, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're develop. They're taking the time developing the characters, which is why it has a "this is us" feeling because you're like you're you're now invested in these characters. And I've never seen a scary. And it's about series. a family. It's about a family and the relationships, and ultimately, this scary series is about forgiveness, which we all could use more of. Mm-hmm. In our lives. So, so it's like following a family so and exploring the, the history of each of these children as they grew up and how it affects their present well, day adult outlook on life and struggles. It's about and a relationship right? that grew up in a haunted house and how that has stayed with them throughout their adult lives and how they come full circle in the healing of that period. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so that's some deep, heartfelt Halloween TV <laughs> opportunity for those of you who appreciate those sort of things. Yes. Okay, but before I forget, quick shout out, right? Yes. Okay, I think I was supposed to do that earlier. So quick shout out to RC. And RC sent us a message saying, super appreciated your manifesting mistake podcast this morning. Definitely making me think, and I need to do some jotting down of why I want the things I want. So yay! Yay! Thank you for sending us that, and glad that you appreciated that podcast. Um, We did get a lot of nice feedback from that podcast, so glad it was helpful. You know, and that's very encouraging to me because, as you know, Mm -hmm. that's one of my things about the whole manifesting oh talk right yeah yeah oh, i know so we covered like... it i know we covered it in that episode okay about how one of my things is with treating god as a vending machine it's like dude like let's not do that <laughs> right well i so, think i i definitely see that problem mm-hmm and I definitely see the problem all the way on the other end of the spectrum, which is people are not connected enough to their heart to really feel like they can want the things that their heart wants. Yes. You know, and I'm not talking yes. about just material things. Right. So I think both ends of that spectrum, right. I think, is very Agreed. apparent. Agreed. So. All right. Okay. Huh. So speaking of wanting yeah. what you want. Okay. Okay, that's a good way to introduce, reintroduce the topic for this episode, which is about making decisions for yourself yes. and about feeling great about the decision that we make. Because that can be yes. a very excruciating Oops. experience to be a waffler, right? oh. to waffle and wonder, oh, should I Man. or shouldn't I? Um, I feel like I really want, but... I don't know. You know what? I do have to say that I was once a great decision maker. And then somehow I turned into a waffler. 
Mm-hmm. And then now I'm getting that decision-making thing back, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for. Yes. So I, I, do, I will say that I am a recovering girl. Waffler. Girl, I feel the same. <laughs> I feel... Yes. So let's go over this. We jotted right. down four things. Okay, four things. That really, as we go through them, we hope that you feel great about remembering these four things about decisions because these four things help us to feel great and it helps us to feel confident about making decisions and moving forward and causing change and progress and taking some ground in your life. So here we go. Ready? Wow. Yeah. Number one. Number one. (laughs) Decision making, (laughs) this skill and this topic of decision making is totally crucial to living your life instead of living somebody else's life. And you are here, each of us is here on this earth to live our life. Yeah. We are each unique. We have unique thumbprints. We have unique gifts and talents and perspectives and relationships and ways of being in the world, unique visions and dreams that we have. And it's crucial to be in touch with that which is exactly what you were saying, Sienna, about knowing what you want, mm-hmm. right? So it's crucial to know what you want and to make a decision for it. Yes. You are serving the world by becoming and stepping into the strength of being a good decision maker. Right. You are serving the world with that. So that's the first thing. Right. And let me just say that... Don't feel bad if you might be listening to this going, well, I don't know what I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because truly, yet. we are right yet. Because truly, you know, when we are growing up and we're kids, our parents make our decision for us, right? Or whoever our caretakers were, mm-hmm. they make the decisions for us. And then we get a little bit older and then we are trying to break free of our parents, but in the meantime, we are then bonding with the tribe of our peers, our classmates. Mm-hmm. Our, but then, are we making the decisions for ourselves? Not yet. We're doing what the group wants, right? Mm-hmm. What would be, what do they expect me to do? And how do they expect me to be? And then we go off. And then in this early adult t- years for us, that's when really is the time we should be exploring what is it that I want? Mm-hmm. And kind of brush off and shed the layers of everyone else's ideas and expectations for us. Mm-hmm. But look at how many years that is right. of having all of, right. of wearing all of these layers, yes. right? And especially these days where youngsters have their entire days scheduled. Oh my gosh. Right? From soccer practice to dance class and whatever other art class or music class or play dates that it things are so sanitized and scheduled and uh pre-planned for young young kids nowadays versus when i think when you and i were growing up it's like hey go out play in the street you know play <laughs> play, play, play with sticks and rocks or whatever right <laughs> So I'm just drawing the comparison of how I think 
when when we you and I were growing up, mm-hmm. there was less adult supervision hovering all the time. Okay, you know, and so I think in those situations, kids do develop a muscle of deciding what they want to do because they're not having the adult tell them, okay, line up on this line. And oh, I when see, you get I to see. the front, yeah. you're going to do a somersault or whatever, yeah. right? You just go out and play. Yes, I totally hear that. And also, too, I think, um, you know, just to your point about that overscheduled kind of feeling, mm-hmm. then there's just not enough time to really feel and hear right. and to really cultivate that just tuning in muscle. Mm. You know, because you're on to the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. That's but anyways, a, that, that is a great point because the same holds true for adults, right? Like yeah. if we schedule ourselves right. back to back to back with all these exactly. structured activities, oh my gosh. then we don't right. have a chance to. Right. Yes. So however, so basically, <laughs> however you were raised, whatever schedule you kept, all of that, the main point for number one, for the first thing is just to really know that you're living your own life. So you need to make the decisions for yourself. Okay, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Decision-making is crucial to living your life, not someone else's. Don't live someone else's life, because you can't do it anyway. You can't. You can only live your life. Okay, ready for number two? Ready. Okay. The reason you don't need to obsess about what if you're making the right decision or the wrong decision You don't need to obsess about that because the way life is set up, the way reality is set up is you always get additional chances to make additional decisions. Yep. Life is perfect for process. It's always in motion. There's always another chance to make another decision. So you can, you can correct and modify, right? Going forward. You can always course de- correct. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so don't obsess about needing to get this one decision absolutely perfect. Like the one song. What one song? <laughs> right. Right? Right. Because I could have easily gone in and just commented again. You know what? <laughs> no, actually. But you guys, I'm just playing around, but you guys know what we mean by that. I think... I think they know. I think it's also helpful to point out, though, that the the reality that trying to avoid making a decision mm-hmm. is itself making a decision. Right. Right? Like that quote from Teddy Roosevelt. Something about, like, the best thing you can do is to make the right choice. And then the next best thing you can do is to make the wrong choice. But the worst thing you can do is to not make a choice. Right. Because really, you only think you're not making a choice. You're trying to live under the illusion that, oh, I can, I can just refrain from making a choice. That's an illusion, though. Because not making a choice is making a choice. Yeah. You're making the choice to just wimp out. To waffle. To, to waffle. waffle. Don't be a waffle. Don't be a waffler. Okay. Okay. All so right. that was number two. Don't obsess about making the right decision because you always get additional chances to make more decisions mm-hmm. and correct that. Okay. That's number two. Now, number three. Another great thing to know to help you feel great 
about your decision. Here it is. Number three. You making the decision is what's going to precipitate all kinds of supporting events to occur in your life that will help you fulfill it. But see, life is waiting for you to make that decision. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. You have to bring the energy. Right. Exactly. And when you even think about it, like when you're, because everyone's waffled before. So when you think of waffling, what does that energy feel like? It feels messy. It feels cloudy and weak. It feels just kind of, you know, it doesn't feel directed. But then when you do make a decision, how does the energy feel? The energy feels feels like this stuff is going to get done. Right. It feels like the energy is now directed. It's like this is happening. Right. It's like now your energy is focused on something. You have made the decision. You're no longer waffling and going, oh, but if I do this, maybe, but then if I don't do this, and uh, that feels so sloppy, right? Right. But then you make a decision. Okay, I'm going to do it. I am doing it. That is my decision. All the focus goes there. So that is one of the reasons why then everything comes up to meet you after having made that decision, after you've now directed the energy by making the decision. So one of the things that Tost and I wanted to share is that the word decision comes from the word decidir, which means to cut oneself off. And I love that. I love that definition because that's, what, that's exactly what happens when you do make a decision. You are cutting yourself off from all the other options. And I think that feel, can feel scary when, when we think about it, right? I think that's what prevents us from stepping forward with the mm. decision okay. because we, we feel like, oh, no, oh, I'm going to be limiting my options, <laughs> right? right? All of a sudden, my options right. are limited. But we have to remind ourselves that that's a good thing, right? Because then all of our energy and focus and time and attention will be focused on the one thing that we decided on. We cut ourselves off from the other options. And if, just imagine, right, if all of your energy and focus and attention is focused on one thing, how far that can take you. Yeah. As opposed to having your energy and focus and attention be diluted among entertaining all of these options and just right. going from spot to spot to spot and exactly. option to op- that's exactly yeah. see you and I okay we have to narrate you, you and are. I just looking at each other <laughs> looking at each other like what a losing proposition that is I know well because we've lived it Yes. And so yeah. we really know mm-hmm. what that means, mm-hmm. you know, and how that feels and all of that stuff. So another thing having to do with point three here is um, I wanted to share this quote because it's one of my favorite quotes here. So this is a quote by W.H. Murray. And what he says is, until one is committed, there is hesitancy the chance to draw back always in effectiveness. But the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. 
and all sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issued from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and material assistance, which no one could have dreamt would have come his way, his or her way. I love that. Making the decision is what makes you more successful. It's what invokes all of the universal support when you make that decision. Because you are claiming, hey, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. You're directing the energy. And, and that is, everything else comes forward. Yes, and that is part Love of that. the manifesting stuff. Yes. Right. You say it like it's such a dirty word. Do I? Yes. <laughs> I have to work that out. I think out, we I need guess, to do uh, like have to some, do some manifesting healing <laughs> toast. Okay. Okay, let's move on to number four. Okay. Number four. Number four is to remember, and this kind of ties into number three. It kind of right? does. Yep. Number four is to remember that it's not all up to you. You know, none of us is supposed to know everything. We're human. We're finite beings. So we don't have all the knowledge and all the data and we could never be expected to therefore make a perfect decision. Right. It's not all up to us. So point number four is to, you know, realize that is what reality is. One way to see it is to kind of get over ourselves, get -hmm. over yourself Mm -hmm. because yep. Nobody's, you're not supposed to know everything. (laughs) Who do you think you are? Yeah. You don't know everything. So make room for God who does know everything. Yes. Make room for the mystery and have, have that humility to submit to the mystery that is moving through you. Right. I think, too, like we are all learning to trust ourselves more. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think when we are making a decision or we're faced with, okay, there's a decision that I can make here. Mm-hmm. Um I think we can get caught up in not feeling like we can fully trust ourselves, you know? Yeah. So we're going like, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't, you know, because so much of it is like, can I trust myself? Especially for this decision. Yeah. Especially those of us who have those um, perfectionist tendencies. Yes. Or we have experiences growing up or even in our professional lives where we're being judged, Mm -hmm. right, for imperfections right you know but as we're saying in this this point number four it isn't all up to us and really if we realize that we can put our trust in god in the universe in this other energy that is all-knowing if we can put our trust there how can we really go wrong right because in our hearts Anytime we're making a decision, like really in our hearts, when we're looking at the options, there is going to be one that is calling you mm-hmm. on that soul level. That feels that right feels in that right. non-logical way. But we're so good at we're so good at letting our head rule, you know, that we need to bring our heart more to the picture. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that takes for us to start trusting our heart. It's going to take that. But to have a little more faith in God, 
universe and that there is a force helping guide us and we just need to be a little bit more quiet and trusting of that to be able to hear that come through. Mm-hmm. I think it's really it, important. Yeah, it's a really neat... Um, I love the paradox of all of these types of things because this point number four of kind of realizing, hey, it's not all up to you, it kind of depersonalizes your dreams or visions or the thing that you just kind of are intuiting Mm -hmm. if you're in touch with your soul, right? You have this intuition of what feels right or where you're being led. And one way of looking at it is in a very non-personal way. You're just intuiting what the life force is trying to express through you. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's very Im- non-personal, imper- not impersonal in a good way. Right, right. In a <laughs> yeah, detached, like it's not in a detached all... kind of way. Yes. This is not my ego right. trying to right. make something happen. It's just exactly. I feel. It's oh just I gosh. have the sensation of mm-hmm. the life force trying to accomplish something through me. Yeah, through you know what, what we call me. Right. I need to write down here because that's a really good topic, Toast. The impersonal aspect? No, just about how a lot of times for things to truly flow, Mm -hmm. we have to get out of the way. (laughs) And so many times we are in the way because we are trying to make it happen. Yeah, it's our ego, right? I I think that's the ego thinking that it is I the, have to make it happen yeah, because it I reflects think, on my status in the society or whatever kind of stuff like that. I think we yeah. need to have an episode on that. Okay. Well, I mean, right. many episodes. I mean, that's all something right. that we need to address. But anyways, so back to the decisions. Do you want to run down just do a quick overview? Actually, no, you Let's know what? Let's see how quick I can do this. <laughs> I know. That's, because, I'm, and I'm well, looking at the time. Well, I'm like, wanted, you know what? Never mind. Okay. But... You I can what? do it. I can do it. No, but you what? Know, but why don't we um, let's use an example? Okay. Because okay, so we'll take a, we'll take a most recent example, which was us moving to Portland. Yes. And making the decision to actually move, and what's so interesting is that I had started feeling this call that we would be moving. I just I started to just feel that like hmm. It felt very expansive when I thought of moving and not just moving, but now moving to a whole other state, climate. Yeah, to a whole other place. I had always felt this little inkling whenever our friends would talk about, "Hey, Portland, you know, you folks should come visit and all this stuff and we had never been." Mm-hmm. So I had felt this calling. But it's so inconvenient to move. Oh, my God. It's a pain in the butt to move, right? (laughs) It is. And so I was just really shoving that down. Because you don't want to have to go through that. No, and I think that's another, that's something else that I know Tosin and I have talked about before is, you know, be brave. (laughs) Be strong. Make that decision. Don't hang out in that space of not making the decision because it's inconvenient. 
because growth is inconvenient. Gr- yes, okay? yes. Growth <laughs> is inconvenient. And in order to expand and move on and create that life that you absolutely know you want, you're, it's gonna be you're gonna be inconvenienced, but it's you know gonna what? be scary. Yeah. It's gonna be because you're doing things that are different, right? But you know what? Let what? me just put. Let's say what? this too: that not growing is also inconvenient. It is, but it's a dulled pain that you have just learned to live, learn to live with. So that pain feels less noticeable, yep. right? Yep. So not growing is inconvenient, and what does it yield? Nothing. Right. You didn't grow. Right. But you're just doing the same thing. Growing is also inconvenient. But what does it yield? Right. It yields growth. You You look like a crazy person. (laughs) I'm really hyped up. (laughs) You look like you looked like a crazy person when you said that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. Man, okay. <laughs> but anyways, this feels so with like the move. a this feels like a Halloween episode. Uh, yeah, episode <laughs> where it's like I'm starting a cult. <laughs> Don't say that. That's creepy. Okay, anyways, so just taking into account that example of the move, mm-hmm. and we had even said things like, okay, well, If A happens, then for sure B is going to happen. If A happens, you know, those little games we play with ourselves. And then A happens. And then we're like, "Uh oh, that means we got to do B now. Well, maybe now we'll make it uh, two out of three. Yeah. (laughs) And then two out of three happens. And then you're like, oh, maybe three out of five. I know. And all of that to say that if we pay attention, we truly are being supported in our decision making. Mm-hmm. And there is when you when you have all of your options in front of you, there is going to be one or even two that's going to kind of light you up and it really comes down to okay, what's going to how do I how do I feel about that? How would I feel if I did it? How would I feel if I didn't do it? Do I feel expansive? Do I have this feeling of loss, you know? Mm-hmm. Is is it purely fear that is keeping me from doing it, and even what kind though of I fear? know, is it a wise what fear? Kind of fear? Is it a, yeah, yeah. Fear is not always bad. I have I would fear have to is say. so not always right. bad. Okay, yeah. right, totally. We're not we're not just saying do the thing that scares you just because it scares you. That's not yes. smart either. So, just to kind of recap, okay, so when we made that decision to move, it was so completely inconvenient, but we did it, mm-hmm. and everything fell into place as far as mm-hmm. the how. Yes. You know, because oftentimes part of our decision, we allow space for, okay, but how am I going to do that? How? And that's premature. You know, it's more like you got to just make that decision and then the how will Make the break. The how will Commit, right? Until one is committed. So you have to commit first. Yes. Then things will start falling into place as you continue with that commitment. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay, four ah. things. I'm going to recap. Oh, you are. Okay. Yes, I'm good. So let's, let's see how it. fast I can do it. Start the timer. <laughs> okay, number one. Decision making is crucial to living your life, not someone else's. Yes. Yes. Number two. You always get additional chances to make more decisions. So don't obsess about making the right decision. Yes. Don't obsess. Just make one. Yes, make one. Get move forward, and you're you're going to have another chance to make more decisions if you feel like that turned out to be not the best one. And number three, making the break, making the cut, making the decision, is what precipitates 
supporting events to start occurring in your life. It invokes the spirits. So use your superpower. Use your soulful spiritual power to commit. Mm -hmm. Make the decision. Step out and stay in touch with energies that are moving around you. Yes. Number four. Number four. It's not all up to you. You're not expected to know everything. We are finite beings. You do not have to have all the knowledge and the data in order to make the decision. You have to make room for God and kind of depersonalize, detach, not make it all about you, and realize this is part of the life force moving through you, trying to express something in this life, in this universe. That was a really long way of putting number four. I got to figure out how to kind of capsulize each of these four things. But there you go. Those were the four things. I think you did it. All right. (sighs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh, and you will not want to miss next week's episode. Next week is when we unveil the The membership. The details. The details of the membership. And we're so excited about that. So make sure you get on our email list. All the links that you want for that are in the show notes. Check out our blog. Same thing. And have a fantastic week. Decide to have a fantastic week. And until that time, this is Sienna. And this is Toast telling you, love life, live free, and kick ass. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.